You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of the KCSN Postgame Show. Chiefs drop a game. Chiefs drop a spot in the AFC playoff standings. Chiefs drop big catches in a 21-17 embarrassing loss to the number one seed in the NFC and the best record in football. What's up, everybody? Ken Swanson, Craig Stout, Maddie Lane here to rage, to uh, to talk through just an unbelievably awful night in Kansas City. Fresh off the bye, the Chiefs lose 21-17 to the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I, I don't know where to go. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm flabbergasted. I don't know what I am. What are you, Maddie? You uh, want to gloat? You want to tell everybody you told them so for knowing how terrible these receivers were and how none of them were going to no. get better? No, because I'm not happy. I'm not happy, but I'm not the only person that thought that. I think everybody thought that the Chiefs wide receiver room was terrible. no, 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 no. We the were Chiefs. sold a bill of gold. We were sold a bill of goods by people about this receiving the room. Chiefs- we're the only team that thought the only people that thought they had a good wide receiver room. And like, honestly, like we don't know how much they actually thought that they did heavily pursue Deandre Hopkins who wanted more money after that. There probably wasn't a lot of other options the way the off season unfelt. It's like, we don't really know how, what the chiefs felt about it, but they clearly felt good enough going into this year that they thought they would be fine. And it's not like, I, I guess not glad, but like after the end of this game, like we finally got to the answer. We can no longer make excuses for why this team lost. We can no longer talk about what one little thing has to change, what one little minor detail can be different. It, the, this team has an Achilles heel that's exposed. Everyone knows what it is. They are going to let them attempt to do it. And even when it's wide open, even when a bad secondary is playing one-on-one coverage to let wide receivers beat them and they do get beat, it doesn't matter because they can't catch a football. They simply cannot catch the football. They can't get open. It's just, we know what this wide receiver room is. Not good. It stinks that after this entire game, we have to sit here and just dunk on the offense for a while and not talk about how great the defense was for, you know, the first 50 minutes of the game because of one final drive and how inept this offense was once again in the second half. And we can't even share the blame, I don't think, to Andy or Mahomes this game. This one is pretty squarely back on the wide receivers. After that interception that Mahomes threw, I don't know if you can really pick out anything else to share this blame. This is just squarely at the wide receivers' fingertips, on their feet, whatever you want to say. They can't get open. They can't catch. It's bad. It's a problem. I don't. They're going to have to do a lot of work to compete in the playoffs with this group. I walked into this game thinking, hey, you know what? Listen, they're playing a really good football team. There's not really – there are very few outcomes that could make me upset about this. Just go out and be competitive, play a close competitive game. And they did for the majority of this. And I am livid, like I, trying to keep it a little bit under control. Can can we send Marquez Valdez-Scantling on a plane to Philadelphia with the Eagles right now so that he does not wear a, a Kansas City Chiefs uniform? Like we spent all offseason trying to figure out ways – to get rid of him. And now we're going to spend another offseason talking about how to get rid of him. Like this this is exactly what we said he was going to be but worse. 
And it, it, his game was a microcosm of that deep. No, no, it wasn't because that was one of the few times he's got open. So it, it was it just, <laughs> it's so many drops. The Kansas City Chiefs walked into this game leading the leagues in leading the league in drops. And there are teams like the Los Angeles Chargers out there right now that are trying to come and claim that crown. Kansas City Chiefs have already had their bye and they lead the league in drops coming into tonight. And they had so many more. It wasn't Justin BS. It was Travis Kelsey. It was Justin Watson. That was in crucial moments. Like this Kansas City Chiefs offense, all they had to do was just be almost normal for two or three drives tonight. And they couldn't. They just couldn't do it. And we used to say this about the defense, and it really sucks to watch Steve Spagnolo coach his best regular season yet and watch this offense with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid at the helm continuously waste the opportunities that they give them, waste it through wide receiver drops, waste it through poor playing calling and whatever. And it just, I, I'm walking away from this game immensely frustrated in a game that the defense was mostly fine throughout. I'm not mad at Justin Watson. You're not? I'm not mad at Justin Watson. I think that, one that of us hurt. I did. I think Justin Watson did exactly what Justin Watson should be asked to do. The problem is Justin Watson is the only person that Patrick Mahomes trusts outside of Travis Kelsey, the all-world tight end who fumbled in the red zone. Justin Watson had 11 targets today, and yes, he did have a drop, and it was. Horrendous on a fourth and 25 absolute amazing laser on they ran sticks on fourth and 25. And no, I'm talking about the third down one that he dropped. That yeah, went right well, through his two, hands. I was just, the first half one. The problem is just Justin Watson should not be getting 11 targets on a, in a game, but here we are. Justin Watson basically signed for a little over vet minimum for the next two years. And he's your wide receiver one. And all this good faith or goodwill that Marquez Valdez Scantling brought up in the AFC Championship game last year, all this Sky Moore hype, all the Kadarius Tony wide receiver one conversation. This is a mess. This is a giant mess. 34 year old Travis Kelsey. They are, they're I wasting a year of Patrick Mahomes. And there's no answers. There's no answers. Th that's the problem. The answers huh? fall with these guys that stink. The answers fall with these bad football players that can't stay healthy or have limited ceilings, limited roles, limited skill sets. It's a mess. A lot of people saw the freaking iceberg. In April. But here we are. Here we are. Sitting here week 11. Thanksgiving's in three days. It's oh The bye has come and gone. The Andy Reid magical sprinkle dust on the offense. Solve the problems. Come out of the bye week with a win playing your best football. None of it happened. They don't have answers. Okay, no, hold on, no, no. I, I'm going to defend Andy Reid because I actually thought they did some great they, stuff on offense. They did. I thought they did. 
Uh, Andy did exactly what we all asked for him to do. They got the run gun going. It looked different until the second half. They started to get back into the slow developing inside outside zones and the Eagles were sitting on it and it kind of the run game sputtered a little bit in the second half, but they had the run game going. They had some different concepts to get the ball out quickly to different guys going in the first half and then kind of like then it started to fall apart in the second half. And a lot of that was with drops. But I think, I, I don't know how many people, I guess, got to watch the Manning cast at the same time, but the Manning cast gives you a few more wide angle views. They give you a few more replays. These guys aren't getting open. These wide receivers aren't open. Like that's part of the issue here. We, go ahead. Well, I, and I'm just saying Andy Reid's not fixing this. And it's not an Andy. I'm not blaming Andy. Yeah. I'm just, this is a, I, this is a wide receiver room devoid of ability. And sure, there's just, just no time to figure the, the, the time to figure stuff out is gone. It's flat out. I'm gone. just saying we're, we're, we're at Thanksgiving though. And there's been a debate all year. Is it wide receivers? Is it Mahomes? Is it Andy Reed? Like we've been going back and forth so to, to say that Andy Reed can't fix it. I just want to clarify that. Like, I think he did what he, <laughs> did to fix it. he was doing everything he could do to fix it. Like, I think he was yeah. trying now. I'm with everyone else. Sure. I want to see more Kadarius Tony, even. I don't even think he's that good of a wide receiver, but more Kadarius Tony, more Rashid Rice. But here's the thing they played. And when they played, guess what? They still weren't getting open either because they're not that good at wide receivers yet. Maybe they will be in the future. Maybe they'll get there, but they're still not ready to. Rashid Rice and Kadarius Tony, neither one are ready to get 11 targets in an offense. If you notice when they get plays, it's the first read of every single play. It's hit the back of the drop and the ball is out to them because they're open at that moment. It's not them getting the ball deep in the place. Like even the guys we want to come out and save us, even the guys that we want to come out and save this room aren't ready for that yet. And that's not their fault. That this says nothing ill about Rasheed Rice or Kadarius Tony, just like Kent's not saying anything bad about Andy Reid. It's just the guys that have been here, that have been in the NFL, that can play all downs, that know all the routes, that can maybe give you the best chance are bad. They're just not good. They're simply not good enough to be on the, you know, to be starting in the NFL playing this many snaps. And this was a game that I think perfectly highlighted it because Mahomes, yes, he made a very bad interception in the first half. He very easily should have had another touchdown to Justin Watson that changes this game. That's bad on him. You can say that Andy Reid shouldn't have punted it at the end of the game there to try to pin the Eagles down deep. We can have that conversation later. So maybe he made a mistake in there too. However, at the end of the day, it's just these wide receivers can't get open. And the few times they do get open and Mahomes puts the ball in their face mask or their chest, the two guys that have been here the longest, the two guys that have been in the NFL the longest, can't make a routine football play more often than they can. Like they just simply can't do it. And it's just that has completely ruined what this team's outlook can be going forward. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not even mad at Kadarius today. I thought he had a good game, especially yeah. as, as filling in as a punt returner. Like, part of the reason why the Chiefs' offense was able to put points on the board is because Kadarius Tony set them up, by and large, with some good field position. That was one of the yeah. few things on special teams that went well today. Tommy Townsend had his worst game of the year, easily. Like, he was bad. And it set the Eagles up with great field position time and time again. And only one of those drives that they were set up with great field position, they were able to score on. And we are going to spend all week as the collective. <laughs> we as chiefs fans are going to spend all week talking about the wide receiver room. Not the fact that the chiefs allowed under 300 total yards to the Philadelphia Eagles. Not the fact that the chiefs allowed 15 yards less per drive to the number two ranked 
Philadelphia Eagles in that stat. You know who number one was? The Miami Dolphins, who the Chiefs brought down a massive peg by doing the exact same thing. Nope, nope. We're not going to talk about how good the defense is or how good they played. We are going to spend all week as a collective Chiefs fan base talking about the fact that they didn't add a wide receiver at the trade deadline. I don't know who was there. We don't know. We're not privy to any of that trade information. They didn't sign a guy before the season started and they walked into the season and said you know what we're going to gamble we're going to go young Patrick Mahomes can make this happen and what is the result of that when the Chiefs go hurry up there are wide receivers that are standing at the line of scrimmage because they don't know where they're supposed to be they don't know what they're supposed to do and that's because they are not prepared to be on the field in those situations and they are not prepared to step up and the ones that are to Maddie and Kent's points are the ones that are dropping passes today they're getting the targets. They're just not hauling them in. Craig, I watched your face for like Maddie's whole <laughs> com- just commentary there. And just, I, I haven't seen this look on your face in a while. We're going to take a break. We'll be back right after this. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, I know we're, we've got plenty of anger that we're going to get out today. I want to take a small break from the anger and talk about something that KC Sports Network does every single year is one of our favorite things to do. The soul of KC raffle uh, is uh, it's out right now. Um, all the benefit or all the, all the funds, you know, benefit um, operation breakthrough. It is one of our favorite days of the year. You get all these crazy prizes. Like you just sign, you can see Derek Johnson signed full-size helmet. Travis Kelsey signed full-size helmet. Trent McDuffie, signed mini helmet i wish i could spend 40 minutes talking about trent mcduffie right now all kinds of just incredible uh incredible prizes that you can win donate uh through the casey sports network venmo you can go to give butter uh com slash kcsn as well to purchase tickets one ticket for 20 five tickets for 50 15 tickets for 100 but again all this is going to go towards uh, you know, getting some some stuff for Operation Breakthrough for the kids that need it the most and the families that need it the most. So please consider donating, even though you're angry. Rage donate today. 
rage you know, donate. I donate in donate in anger. You know, maybe maybe donate more than you normally would because you're so mad. Uh, so donate think, for spags. Donate for spags. Gosh, I don't want to talk. I sorry. I I am not in the headspace to talk about the defense right now. I'm sorry. I can't do it, and I'm not like I, I yeah. want to. It's gonna be all week. Uh, That's what everybody's gonna be, and I I know why. I I understand why, but. Hey, I, I'm going to keep slipping them into every single comment. Sure. That I make. <laughs> listen, they deserve being talked about. I think coming back when we had, when we record the Casey lab tomorrow instead of tonight, because you know, the Monday night game, I think we can do an entire show about how great the good things from the game. I, cause there is good stuff from the game, but like right now, <laughs> I don't think there's good stuff know. in this game. I, I just I don't, don't think... know if I'm going to be there yet. Okay. Well, Craig and I will be there tomorrow. I, I can give the good of this game. Like there's, there's some shout outs that can be had, but like right now I'm with you guys. I I'm not in the spot to try to spin this any other direction other than like it's failing. It's failing the same way it's failed all year. It, it, what is the answer? You said there's not an answer, but what's the answer? What's the answer for this team to not feel like it's a lost season? Like give me legitimately dig deep and find the answer for how this will not be a lost year come playoff time because of what the, what the moves they made this off season. I am not. I I am emotional and angry and frustrated, and we all know that there is a giant fl fatal flaw in this team that is bigger than any fatal flaw that we have ever experienced in the history of the Patrick Mahomes era. I think the AFC West might stink. I think the Chiefs have already beat one of the top contenders in the AFC, and I do think that they can still come out of the AFC side of this relatively. I, I think they can. Um, that. The the margin's just so slim. This team, this game, and like if you really, if we really want to look at it, and we need to take a spe step back. We are furious at watching Marquez Valdez Scantling drop an absolutely perfect throw from Patrick Mahomes, or pissed about a fourth and twenty five drop, or you know, all these little moments. They threw an interception in the red zone. Travis Kelsey fumbles the ball in the red zone, and they don't score off of a defensive turnover around midfield. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that game could be a, the, the range of outcomes in that game was a blowout for the chiefs. That's part Isn't of that who this team is. And we're 11 weeks in. Isn't that who this team is though? Yeah. Like yeah. is yeah. Who this team is right. And yeah. we've, we've said that same thing. What three times, four times this year, if they just didn't make these silly turnovers, if they just capitalized here or there, like we, at some point you are who you are. This is the chiefs coming out of the bye week when they're supposed to be at their best until the next bye week they come out. Like, is that not who they're like, I just, I, I don't know. I struggle with it. I struggle with it in the moment where it is because it's the same issues we've been seeing. And you can't fix the, oh man, that was a bad turnover. Like, what are you going to say to Travis Kelsey? Hey, don't fumble the ball. Okay, good. You need to say to Mahomes, <laughs> don't throw the ball five yards off target. Like, no, no shit. They know that. They're not trying to do that. That's not the goal, right? Like, those are things that can be fix fixable. Those are things that can be changed. But here's the problem. For 11 weeks now, somebody is making those exact same mistakes. Like, why are they just going to all of a sudden come playoff time, not make them again? We've seen this yeah. team reduce them in the past. I mean, we've seen this team do dumb stuff like this in the regular season and tighten up. These we've are all correctable. Yeah, are, that's the that's the part that Not is the most frustrating it, is that we are eleven weeks in and the vast of majority it. of them yeah. are correctable easily, and they're just not getting corrected. Like I, I but hate to be that guy because I I don't I don't really I haven't subscribed to it up until this point, but Eric Bieniemy would be reaming somebody's ass right now on the sideline. We'd be talking about how much he he's getting into fights with people and maybe the players don't like him and stuff like that. 
Where's the accountability? These guys still get trotted out on the field to make the same mistakes over and over again. They don't learn. There, there's nothing that's being gained from this. I, yeah. Well, Andy, Andy's, Andy's laying into Travis in the middle of the game about something. He's snarling. Like people are freaking out about a look we've never seen. You know, I. Hang on. Before we before we go any further, I want to shout out Brian Emerson and Jacob Thompson for buying tickets just now. The Solar Casey guys. raffle. We're gonna keep. We're gonna do that. We're gonna keep doing that. You donate in here, you're gonna yeah. get a shout out on the post game show. Absolutely. You get an angry shout out. Let's go. A rage. A rage out. No, it's not Brian Emerson. It's all. It's all love. All love. Uh, I. I'm going to come very close. I, I'm, I'm debating saying something, and that's never a good thing. It is. Because <laughs> I, like, I don't really subscribe to too much of the Travis Kelsey's distracted stuff. I just, at all, I, I don't really, I try not to subscribe to too much of that. I just think in the context of him fumbling in the red zone and having a kind of a dismal performance, it's a rough look to seeing him get on the podium for the pregame show on ESPN now. <laughs> Like I just think about that moment earlier where he's grabbing a mic while he's warming up and just jumping and saying hi, and now we're, you know, we turn it around just in the context of everything. Yeah. That kind of, kind of, kind of made me mad actually in in retrospect. And I'm not gonna get, come here and criticize yeah. Travis too much because I love him. And yeah, but it's just. I mean, to, that, to his credit, after the after the last drop, they came right back to him twice, and he made the play, and he put them in position to hit MVS in the hands. Right, like Travis Kelsey clearly did not have a good game, and no. I. I'm with, I'm with it. Like it's hard at this point in time. I, I don't know if I can say again, he gets a lot of attention because the rest of this, True. the rest of the receiver options are really bad. Uh, like yeah, that just, bad drop on third down. I mean, no, it was, he did not have a good game. I don't want to spin it any other way. He did not have a good game, but Travis Kelsey is going to keep having the ball come to him one in part because he's that good and they need him. But two, there's nobody else. And so they did come back to him when he was having a bad game and he did start to make a couple plays down the stretch to put them, you know, in position to have a chance to win this game. It wasn't a good game. He yes. Doesn't fumble. They can win. Doesn't have another drop. They can win. I, I get all that. I don't want to excuse. It's a game. We also got to remember this dude's 34 years old and has got his ankle and his knee hurt this year. And like, here's the thing, Brett Veach looked him in the eye this off season and said, Hey bud, we're going to put all this shit on your shoulders and give you zero help. So hope you're ready. And uh, we're still here. Like we're still here. Like, come on. Yeah. You got to give the, you got to give the guy a little bit of help. I think too. give him a break. Don't make him beat everything for your offense. The entire game, every single game that would, that would be useful. Andy yeah. Reid says he has to help the Chiefs out more in the second half. Teams, the team keeps shooting itself in the foot per Jordan foot. Yeah. yeah so again. the the second half part of this was something that I was getting ready to talk about. I've seen it a few times in the chat tonight. So shout out to the you know the multiple people that have done that. Uh, past three games, Chiefs haven't scored any points in the second half. They've scored five point three points per game in the second half. So far this season, the last time they scored points in the second half was against the Los Angeles Chargers four games ago. That drive was 35 yards long. It was a great punt return that set them up in a game that they were winning pretty. It was they were up by seven, you know, so it wasn't like it was like the biggest thing in the world against the Broncos. They didn't score a touchdown the week before that against the Vikings. They scored 14 points in the third quarter. That's the biggest output of this offense in the second half. In what was that? Six games that I just ran through there. That's embarrassing. That's that's not that's not what this is supposed to be. This is an offense-forward team. 
It's been built like that. There have been so many players that have been paid like that on the offensive side of the ball. There have been assets thrown at the defense. I'm not saying that there haven't been, but they're playing like it. They're not playing like it on offense. And they're just, they're going to keep trotting out the same thing and doing the same thing over and over again. Too many drops. Or no, sorry, too many penalties. They're hurting us. Drops, we've got to take care of business. Another quote from Andy Reid. Well, yeah, penalties. Like, they I got a some quote. really bad penalties. I got a too. quote. I got okay. a fun quote. Okay. Uh, this was Josina Anderson. Um, the Chiefs offered a wide receiver who had a 100-yard game, receiving yard game, $4 million was what they offered Odell Beckham Jr. this offseason, according to Josina Anderson. I, she didn't say Odell Beckham Jr. I'm just putting two and two together by her quotes and stuff like that. Um, it seems like the Chiefs offered a, a Odell Beckham Jr. $4 million per year. Now, I, am I saying that, that Odell Beckham Jr. has been worth the contract that the Ravens gave him? No. Absolutely not. No. But no. you look at this wide receiver room, and you want to poke around and say that somebody now the Chiefs were in a weird financial situation this offseason with the Chris Jones holdout and where everything was. They didn't know how much money they'd have. There's a lot that goes into this, I understand. But this goes back to the thing. The Chiefs went to the bargain bin for their wide receiver room a second year in a row because they didn't want to pay the bargain bin wide receiver that was coming up on a free agent deal from last year. Now, not that Juju Smith-Schuster has been great for the Patriots with his injuries, but like they they tried to bargain bin this out twice. And it's just, this is furthermore driving it into it. And like, I I don't ever am somebody that believes that like uh, players get an idea of what a team is based on like the money and stuff they offer. But if you're going to go out there and you're going to take a player like Odell Beckham Jr., who's very respected by a lot of his peers, whether no matter what fans think, his playing teammates seem to like him, and you want to offer a fourth of what somebody else in the NFL is willing to offer. I don't know. I just wonder what that looks like next free agency period when you have to try to pay a wide receiver to come in because you can't feel Justin Watson and MVS yet again. If we if we look at games where wide receiver drops were the biggest problem, Chiefs would be, you know, they'd have one loss on the season. That Detroit Lions game drops were the major problem there. Kadarius Tony's drops in that one. Kadarius Tony's not the problem today. Sky Is Moore on the as team? well. Yeah, Sky Moore's still on the team. Is he? I, he didn't okay. drop a pass? Didn't drop a pass? Didn't drop a pass today. Okay. It, hey, and he's also not making $11 million to run in a straight line and have one good game every once in a while and drop a whole bunch of passes. Like, and I have I, one I'm, job, I'm just, literally one job, and not being able to do it and capable and just of keep doing getting it. run because he's one of the few guys that is trusted to run the offense because the rest of the guys aren't developing enough to where they can run the offense. So where when the ball snapped, they're standing there at the line of scrimmage going, I don't know what route I'm supposed to run. So I'm just going to kind of stand here, run it, you know, run a little curl or something like that. So I'm not in the way of anybody else. Cause I don't want to mess anything up, but I haven't been developed enough to get to that. The, the lack of wide receiver development is just absolutely killing this team to the point where they are having to rely on those veterans. I know I just keep saying it over and over again. It's just unacceptable. Who cares? We need it. We need it. Marquez Valdez Scantling. Good news guys. He did bang his helmet up against uh up, up against the That's wall on the way to the state on the way into the locker room so at least he's upset that he, he i really hope that he had taken it off i don't want him to be hurt <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't wish harm upon anybody no here. no he threw it he 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 no not his head <laughs> that, that yeah i guess that context may have mattered i guess doing an audio podcast i guess <laughs> <sighs> I, okay. you know, Andy Reid's taking a lot of blame. You know, obviously he's doing the Andy thing. He's doing the, this is on me, but I, 
yeah, I don't, I don't think he, I don't think they called a bad game. I don't think it was, no. a, I don't think it was a bad game that they called. I just think, you know, it, it's, they don't have talent. They don't have the talent. They don't, they don't. And they, and, and you want to, if you want to blame Andy, something that's making it too hard on a rookie receiver to get integrated within an offense. Levi Bellinger. Thank you. Thank oh, you thank for you. the support. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you I, uh, very much. I don't know. I think Andy did a pretty good job making it pretty easy on the boys. He, uh, you know, ran the ball in the first half when the Eagles were playing coverage. He threw the ball run in the second half. Running, oh, run game was so good the Eagles, in the first half. And then when the Eagles started sitting on the run game, guess what? They started throwing the ball. And guess what? Guys were open time and time again downfield and couldn't catch the ball or decided to, you know, get a fade route called and wrap the corner and start to cut towards the post just because like Andy Reid, I think he did a phenomenal job. I think he, I think he really should have spent a little more time. And I don't know what he did. So I, I can't take that back. I hope that Andy spent time over the bye week designing ways to get the ball to Rasheed Rice, Kadarius, Tony, whoever, McCole Hardman, whoever finding ways to get them the ball, because clearly those guys aren't getting the ball in the typical normal progressions of passing plays, whether that's their own fault, whether that's on Mahomes, whether that's on Andy Reid, we don't even have to have that conversation anymore. Those three guys aren't getting targets when they are the second, third, fourth, whatever read of plays. So he, him specifically, this is where we, if we want to say Andy Reid's got to help them more, he specifically is to find a way to design more plays with those guys are the first read and that they will be open. We no longer can do the, oh, Rasheed Rice can beat the third corner in the slot. We can't do Kadarius Tony has a favorable matchup versus their you know worst outside corner. That's clearly not good enough for somebody somebody down the line that's not good enough whether it's the receiver the quarterback whoever andy has to spend more time designing plays for these guys to get open and yeah that's him holding their hands and that sucks that's sad you shouldn't have to hold the hand of nfl wide receivers this bad especially all of them you have to do it for one guy because he's a good enough athlete to get on the field like kt sure let's do it thank you Corey peter i thank you Corey. we appreciate it Aye. we do really Aye. appreciate it yeah, yeah it's just yeah. like andy reed there is space for Andy Reid, I think, to offer, you know, quote unquote, more help. I just don't know. I just don't know if it's realistic. And But like, he's got to try because at this point, these guys, the guys that matter, the guys that can still actually take this team beyond where they are right now, where they're falling short and scoring five points per game in the second half, aren't getting the football ever. And I don't know where that blame ends up falling, but like, it's unacceptable. You can't go the rest of the year doing this at this point. Okay. I'm real a, quick. I'm pivot. I know okay, we, we can pivot in a minute. Uh, I, I again shouting out Levi Bollinger, shout out Corpito. We're thankful for you. There's so much to be thankful for family, friends, food, and NFL football all week long. DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping your Thanksgiving week full of action. New customers can bet just five bucks on the NFL action to score 150 instantly in bonus bets. No matter your appetite, there's something for you money lines, parlays, props, live bets, and so much more. You name it, they've got it. Chiefs are early. Nine and a half point favorites over the Raiders. I bet that drops. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code KCSN. New customers can bet five on the NFL Thanksgiving action to score 150 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code KCSN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in West Virginia. Visit www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 
on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. You want to be positive, Craig, or you want to just pivot? I was going to pause it. Uh, Pivot, be positive, talk just mm. a little bit about the defense here because they are worth talking about. I know Maddie I said we're going to talk a little bit about them in, in the lab, but we can't get out of this one without talking a little bit of the defense here. At the half, you guys, the Philadelphia Eagles were averaging 1.7 yards per drop back. That includes sacks, scrambles, everything. Jalen Hurts had five completions. And the Chiefs' defense had five sacks. They were unbelievable. Trent McDuffie is a superstar. Chris Jones, welcome. Hey, man, like he was, he was outrageously good today. Made several game-changing plays. Legarius Need made several game-changing plays. Drew Tranquil made several game-changing plays. This defense continually, week after week, it doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter how good the offense is. It doesn't matter what style of offense this is. This Philadelphia Eagles offense could not be more different than the Miami Dolphins offense. They just can't. The the concepts, the way that they run it, everything like that, they shut down both of those offenses for most of the game, came up with big plays, came up with big stops and big moments there. I, I am just continually impressed how these young players are stepping up. The future is so bright. This is not a flash in the pan, one-year wonder kind of thing. Like, this defense is going to be good going forward. This is the this is the corner we were all hoping that the Chiefs' defense would turn. Like, we, it really was. Adding Drew Tranquil was, again, it might be the best offseason signing in the NFL at this point. Like, it, it, it's, it's way up there. Because, again, as we've talked about, this, this Chiefs defense is winning them games, pure and simple. You got an offense that doesn't score in the second half. You are asking your defense to show up over and over again, and they are. Like, a, a time and time again, it gets really good offenses. They just keep doing it. I know that everybody's going to remember that last drive of the game, and it wasn't good. It really wasn't good. Mike Edwards gets speed over the top there. Obviously, you know, the tush push gets him in the end zone. Even the drive, the previous touchdown drive, a couple of plays before, didn't do a good job marking up Jalen Hurts, making that adjustment when it needed to, you know, end up sending a blitz there. There are moments that we can look at for this defense and say, hey, they could have been better in this particular moment. But when you see 12 drives, 11, we'll We'll, we'll exclude the kneel down there. When you see 11 drives in the game and you are continuously put against this Philadelphia Eagles offense and saying, hey, bail us out. We didn't do our job. Hey, it's three and out. We gave the ball back to them really quick. And oh yeah, by the way, it's on the 40-yard line. Make sure that they don't score any points. And then they do over and over again. We just talked about how the offense has spent 11 weeks showing you who they are. The Chiefs defense have spent 11 yep. weeks showing you that they are a top two or three defense in the entire NFL right now. And that's why it's so frustrating that the offense is not playing well, because if they just looked semi-competent, this team, this defense is going to win them so many more games when it comes to January and February. I know I'll let you get back in Maddie. Cause I know you're ready to ready to roll. Tommy Townsend let the defense down. 
today. It's true. Yeah, he was not good today. Like, if we want to, like, I, offense, yeah. Tommy Townsend let him down, too, because that field position, the field position was a problem, too. And so their first touchdown, I believe, was a short short return or a, a short field in one explosive play off of the short field, and there you go. But anyways, I digress. Please please go, Matthew. I mean, special teams wasn't good overall, and the one the one good punt Tommy had, uh, Justin Watson lost. I'm not saying it was an easy down, but the one good punt. Was that Justin Watson or Sky? Watson. It was oh. Watson. It was right after the drop. after the third down drop. He, yeah. lost, he lost it, and mm. like a hard play. But like that changes everything. That ball gets down inside the five versus going out to the 20 for that final touchdown drive. We just saw the Eagles run an offense from pin that deep. They have nothing. Uh, this goes back to Craig's point. The Eagles offense at that point before their final touchdown drive, their offense was screen plays and runs hoping to break something because they had no answer for the Chiefs pressure looks. They had nothing. They legitimately had nothing to offer the Chiefs defense. Uh, DeAndre Swift is very good and made some plays. Jalen Hurts made some nice calls on the QB draws with his legs and stuff like that. But outside that, their offense had no answer. If that team got pinned inside the 10 on that punt, this game was over. They weren't going to yeah. score. They weren't going to go on a 90-yard touchdown drive because they didn't trust their offense to run a functional offense from there. You get a lot more freedom getting to start from the 25-yard line because the ball goes into the end zone, right? So I, I'm with Craig. Yeah, yeah, you can pick and choose some stuff. Like, it stinks that they got Devontae Smith, an actual good wide receiver who can run an out and up, matched up on Mike Edwards one-on-one. One that doesn't trip over himself and fall flat on his ass trying to run a normal wide receiver route. That's cool that they were able to do that. But they got him matched up against the safety. They got a number one Heisman Trophy winning round one wide receiver matched up with the safety. That's going to happen. That's a great play by the Eagles. He also got open on the play before. And I actually think that was what the third down before. That actually might have been another Mike Edwards mistake. He jumped outside. No corner had inside leverage. And it just left Devontae Smith wide open to break to the inside. So like, it was just a couple little, not even mistakes, just good play calls by the Eagles that finally got the Chiefs. But this defense was nearly perfect. They did something to this Eagles offense that nobody had done all year. They had them in shambles. This offense, the Eagles offense could not function against the Chiefs. They could not play football. They couldn't play football against them for the majority of this game. And they still won the game because the offense couldn't do anything. And yes, shout out to the Eagles players for making plays when it mattered. Their good players stepped up and made good plays when it mattered. And it was in the first half on their first touchdown drive. And in the second half, like I'm not saying that they have bad players, that they're a bad team. It's just the Chiefs defense out-schemed them. They were a better unit on the field. They wasn't even close. I mean, the Eagles at one point were terrified of dropping back. Yeah. Like absolutely yeah. terrified of dropping back. They could they, Their offense they, was bubble screens. It was literally it. like, let's throw out on the edge. And then they finally took that one shot to Devontae Smith down the field. Like they finally went and, th- and, and took that shot. But that was after so much just like, all right, we're gonna run the football. We're gonna throw to the. We're gonna throw these little edge plays. Like, oh, Andrew they, Richards, shout out, man! Thank you for the donation. Oh, thank you, Andrew. I'm literally looking at one of your tweets right now, Andrew. And yes, they should put they should put Trent McDuffie at wide receiver to become a two way player. <laughs> that might be the answer. Um, yeah, I, yeah, it's such a disappointment. They the the chief fence was awesome, and. I, it, watching Trent blitz as much as he did this this week, it was like we're not gonna we're, it, like it, the the way to keep Trent McDuffie from getting mossed by AJ Brown this year is just to blitz him, and it worked so well. Listen. He was incredible. To, he was so so good. AJ Brown, AJ Brown had one catch for eight yards. 
one catch for eight <sighs> yards on the day. That is yet another top 10 wide receiver. <sighs> that I believe that's number five or six. I, I had these numbers in front of me. Don't right now. That's either number five or six of the top 10 wide receivers in yards that the Kansas City Chiefs have played, and none of them have broken 100 yards against them. That used to be an automatic thing that happened against this defense in the regular season. Just, hey, man, those guys are going to go off studs. You know, sometimes, you know, Jimmy's and Joe's beats X's and O's. It's not this year, man. Just not. Devontae had 45 yards before their final touchdown drive. Yeah. This offense could do nothing. They literally couldn't They function. did nothing. I, I, no. No, I'm giving them credit. The, the, DeAndre Swift was very good. They got yeah, a couple good runs they were able to hit for him. He made... You know, I don't mean to be mean to one person, but Willie Gay missed a few tackles. I, I think Charles O'Minihue also lost contain on a play too. He and did. like, but like they 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 had some times where DeAndre Swift made some plays, and then Devontae Smith made some plays, and Jalen Hurts made some plays, and that was the difference. Though their quarterback made plays, and so did some other guys. You can put Pacheco up there against Smith, made some plays. Guess what? The Chiefs didn't have their Devonta Smith though. Their quarter Mahomes made as many plays, if not more, than Jalen Hurts. He just didn't have a single wide receiver who was capable of making the play too. And while we're being a little positive, I want to say Chiefs offensive line played their asses off. Yep. The Chiefs offensive line was phenomenal. Yeah, I know there's a you know the penalties. There's a couple, there's definitely some false starts. There's some Cold. holdings in there. Like yeah. we we know there's some penalties in there for the Chiefs offensive line. I don't want to gloss over them like nothing, but this Eagles defensive front has ruined game plans like the Chiefs did to the Eagles for multiple opponents this year. That didn't happen for the Chiefs. They could run an offense even in the second half when they just had to throw the ball down the field, when they just had to throw the ball to get the lead. The offensive line was not the issue. Yes, false starts or a holding put them behind the sticks. Again, I don't want to gloss over that because I know people want to jump to there, but you look down in, down out. Yeah, good players made plays for the Eagles, but the Chiefs' offensive line was not the same kind of problem it was against the Broncos or against the Dolphins. They played very well. They were run blocking well in the first half. They were pass blocking well throughout the majority of the game. The offensive line did a good job, and they made the Eagles play coverage, and the Eagles didn't play coverage particularly well. It just doesn't matter when the receivers play worse. I know. No, Isaiah Pacheco ran hard. Looked pretty good. Had a couple of, you know, typical Isaiah Pacheco runs where you're like, oh, man, dude, it was right there. But, and then a couple more very typical Isaiah Pacheco runs where it's like, holy, holy cow, I can't believe that he was able to pull that out, you know, in in that blocking. I loved the toss back to Clyde Edwards-Alaire on the edge on that play, his 12-yard run. I thought that was an amazing play. Did a really (laughs) great job of stringing that out. Kadarius Toney was in the backfield a lot. I know that everybody's going to look at that one play where he kind of ran into Donovan Smith instead of cutting it up into the B gap there. Donovan stopped. Like Donovan Donovan kind of stopped. He didn't drive his feet. I think he thought he was going to be able to run off of his backside and then Donovan kind of just... For sure. But I mean, like by and large, I'm looking at this offensive line and it's about number 10 on the problems of, you know, of this offense at, at this point. And, you know, numbers probably one through seven are all receiver based. <laughs> so it's just, it really sucks to have a very clear glaring need, not being able to realistically do anything about it. Because I mean, I, I know it, we're going to hear it all week long. Oh, cut this guy, move on from this guy cutting MVS. What's that do? Okay. Uh, some of these other guys get on the field. They're not running. They're not getting open. They're not, you know, creating space and finding ways into this. So uh, it, we we just need to realize that this is the group at this point. <laughs> the Chiefs are the number one seed still in the AFC. No, they're somehow. not. But they're they're gonna be. 
<laughs> they're, they're not they're the freaking Baltimore Ravens. Listen, I don't believe for a second that that Baltimore Ravens team is going to no, be sustaining this. I don't I either, don't. but really? still, I don't. I, don't. I, don't. I really don't. I realize I that it's asking a lot of this wide receiver group to just be normal for a little while here. <laughs> but if they can be normal, this team is fine. It, it, it is one of the few things that we can look at here. And again, I, I know how I started this podcast angry. It is one of the few things that we can look at here and just definitively say, if they fix that, Hey, they're great. Like they're Super Bowl favorites again. Now that's taller task than, than it's just as simple as just saying, Hey, go out there, find a good wide receiver, have these wide receivers play well, because it's not going to happen. They're, they're just not going to develop those guys. Stick with the group, keep feeding them and hope something change. I know Sanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result, but that's what they got to do at this point. I mean, if you want some positivity, this team. Sh- hey, shout out Keith Phipps. Shout out. There's some positivity. Thank you, Keith. Coming with positivity, right? As we needed it. There, these are some of these are fixable. Some of these are not going to get fixed, but they are fixable if that makes sense. But I mean, like, look, red zone picked by their best player, fumble by their second best player, drop touchdown. Like they left 21 points on the board. And the sh- this very the range of outcomes for this game was the Chiefs absolutely blowing out the Philadelphia Eagles and Nick Sirianni getting another gift made of him crying in the rain. Um, like I'm I I'm like I said at the beginning of the show like I like this team's still probably gonna be the one seed in the AFC, and they're probably gonna represent the you know they're they're gonna be i think i think we're gonna see the arrowhead invitational again but it is going to be a pain to watch this thing and it is gonna be a slog and it is gonna be stressful and you know i i've looked at some of these chiefs teams in the past and like i have comforted myself in the first 11 weeks to some degree. Like some people have more extreme have just been, eh, it's just, this is what happens. This is how it works. This is the process. The chiefs are going to figure They're going to have some mistakes. They're going to look bad. They're not. Yeah. 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 They're going to figure things out. Right. And a little, and to some degree, I've had just a lot of confidence and belief in Andy and Patrick, you know, in this staff, the problem is not Andy and Patrick probably never has been, um, and it's just a lack of talent. And, you know, we always look at some of these moments and say, well, this is the this was the turning moment for this team where they bounce back and they figure things out like we hey Denver. This is the moment this Denver game that they come out. They come out guns blazing in the first half against the Dolphins. They script come out beating this team and nah, 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 shut out in the second half. Coming out of the bye week, that big benchmark for this pro for this team historically. Andy Reid out of the bye, un, you know, uh, so like 90 win, 90, per, 90 win percentage. And this is the moment where some of the younger players start getting integrated in the offense more and start, uh, hey, blew past that benchmark too. And so like, I don't think it's going to get like, j- like just noticeably life-changing better. Like these problems are always going to be there. Probably like that we know the, I think we know the fatal flaw of this team when it comes down to the playoffs um if it happens not saying that they i mean i I, we've seen this team overcome a lot we've seen Mahomes come overcome a lot they asked him to overcome too much this year right or wrong that's where we're at and so some of this is fixable some of it can get fixed 
but they got a lot more work to do than they've ever had in the Mahomes era, I think. I mean, I mean, yeah, this team has Patrick Mahomes and it has one of the best defenses in the NFL. They are going to be capable of winning any singular football game that they ever play throughout the rest of the season, the playoffs, the Super Bowl included. The problem is they are clearly capable of losing to bad teams too because they don't. They have such a, a glaring flaw that even Patrick Mahomes and the defense, who we we all we both we all think are great, everyone can tell how good they are they can't overcome how bad the flaw is on a consistent basis. Like it's just, I, I, the record's good, right? They only have three losses on the year. They're competing for the number one seeds. Like they clearly are overcoming it to an extent. But when you start playing playoff teams and you start playing against teams that you expect to contend for the Super Bowl, they can't consistently overcome it. And we can talk about getting rid of penalties. Andy Reid's teams with the Chiefs are always high in penalties. Probably not going to overcome that. We start talking about overcoming silly turnovers. We've been dealing with silly turnovers for what, two, three seasons now? Probably not going to just all of a sudden start overcoming that. Like there's so much to overcome. And that's without even getting to the actual root issue of the wide receivers making the offense unfunctional you can't rule them out you can never rule them out the defense is too good the quarterback's too good if the offensive line can play like this week in and week out the offensive line is too good to ever rule them out it's just they can also lose any game they play because of it and like that's the issue it's hard to win three straight games against quality opponents when you could also lose to the denver broncos anytime you play them yeah yeah all right, all right. yeah uh, more to that uh, there Let's get out of here with closing thoughts. Uh, Craig, you've you've had a little break. Your turn. <laughs> Defense is legitimately great. Like, they are this season. And this team is going to go very far and is going to win playoff games because of their defense. They just are. It takes a team like the Philadelphia Eagles finally putting it together with one of their, you know, with a couple of their superstar players to beat this Chiefs defense, finally. I think that we're going to turn around, and I know that I'm calling a little bit of a shot here. I think that there are wins on the table for the Chiefs against the Buffalo Bills, against the Cincinnati Bengals this year. Well, certainly the Cincinnati Bengals now, but I think they're going to get into the playoffs. I think it's going to be a weaker slate than the Chiefs have seen in the playoffs in recent years, and I think this defense is going to carry them for a while, and I think that there are playoff wins on the table for this team, but it will go as far as this receiving core specifically will take them. We can't just count on Travis Kelsey. Defenses are going to try and take him away. They're going to do everything in their power to make the Chiefs win one-on-one -on -one matchups on the outside with their wide receivers. Teams are doing that repeatedly now. What happens? It fails. The offense does not look good. The offense can't move the ball. The wide receivers don't win. That's the way that this team gets to a Super Bowl again. That's the way that they win another AFC championship game. That's the way they make a deep run. They've got all the other pieces in place still, but we are seeing it week after week. This wide receiver group is just going to be the true hard ceiling for this team. And as far as they raise it is as far as this team is going to be able to go. Uh, according to Josh Dubow, the sec fewest second half points through their first 10 games of a season over the past decade, the 2023 Chiefs rank the third lowest with 53 points. The only teams that have been worse are the 2019 Dolphins with 37, the 2016 Cleveland Browns with 51. They are, for this past decade, nearing historically bad. That... <laughs> is concerning for me in terms of trying to make a deep playoff run. I think as soon as the scripted plays run out, the offense falls apart week in and week out. 
I don't know how much more Mahomes, Kelsey, and Andy Reid, the guys that you trust to do it, can do to make this unit functioning at a level that wins playoff games. I just, I, I want to have the same belief Craig does because of the players, because what we've seen them do in the past, just this iteration of them, call it age, call it injuries, call it the system they're in, call it the supporting cast. I just have not been struck with confidence that they are going to continue to do that when it matters down the stretch. I am in a hard wait and see approach, but I definitely at this point, I mean, like things can change, but at this point I've lowered my expectations from getting to the Super Bowl, playing in a Super Bowl and repeating as Super Bowl champions. I I would be genuinely surprised as of right now, if the Chiefs even played in the Super Bowl, the way this offense is functioning or not functioning. All right. <laughs> no, I'm, I get it, man. I get it. I'm not ready to, I'm not ready to say it, but I'm, I'm starting to feel it. And hopefully, you know, I think all of us would love nothing more than this team to uh, just to completely prove us all wrong and get the last laugh and we all go to a parade in February. 21% of Patrick Mahomes' incompletions this season have been drops. That is per Adam Hooker. That's not great. So a lot of work to do. Simple things can keep this or can get this team back on track. It's just a matter of some guys step up and figure it out. Long season left, some very winnable games on the schedule, and uh, good things can still happen for this team. But it was a real bad thing tonight. But thank God for Super Bowl rings because they definitely make things like this a little bit easier. That's going to do it for the KCSN postgame show. We'll be back with the lab uh, tomorrow night. Only weird games will be in the early or early evening, late afternoon. Make sure you're checking all of our content out on KC Sports Network and make sure you are giving to the Soul of KC raffle. Win yourself some cheese prizes and donate to an unbelievable cause that we are so proud to be working with. Thank you all so much. We appreciate you. We love you. We'll catch you later. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.